The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Helen, and I have 12 years teaching experience across reception in Key Stage One. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year Four teacher at a school on the South Coast, and I'm the host of Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the soon-to-be-published Tiny Voices Talk book. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with a folktale from the Southern United States of America. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the Tar Bunny. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 28th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by artist Heather Zeta Rose, in time for you to use for Anti-Bullying Week 2022. Don't worry if you've missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Toria and Brer Bunny as we get bouncing into some maths learning outcomes. And let's let's start at the lower end of the primary age range, ages four to seven. Helen, I'm I'm hoping you're smiling because of the use of the phrase "bouncing into maths." I like that. I, I like that very much. So I'm going to bounce into maths. Yay! With Brer Bunny, I'm going to be honest and say. It's not a story that screams maths at me. However, <laughs> however, with any story, you can make little sub-stories. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take the aspect of the story where, you know, Brer Bunny likes to steal things. And I had this little picture in my head of Brer Bunny on a different day before all of this happens, bouncing along to, to the farmer's fields, to an allotment he's found somewhere, <laughs> and looking at those different vegetable patches that have varying numbers of vegetables in and taking some. So I decided this could be a nice little context to look at subtraction. Mm. Because we're in a story, the children can be Brer Bunny, as I, I like, you know, you know, I like children to become the characters we talk about. Uh -huh. I thought it'd be a great way to do some practical subtraction with young children. I'm not advocating that you go and do any stealing from any allotments nearby, but just within the story and in your classroom, <laughs> you can set up little allotments. I've got this idea that you'll have depending on how much time you have, <laughs> you can have little representations of the different allotments with carrots in and you know, cabbages and all these things that bunnies like. And then in early years, you know, they're, they're physically taking those things mm. and looking, oh, there were 10. How many have you got left? Oh, you, you stole seven. There were three left. You, you subtracted seven. You've got three carrots left. So would you have some of your young learners being Brer Fox or, or Brer Tortoise as well, so that they can have a look at their allotment and see how much has gone missing. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that. That would be really good. You could set the children up in pairs, one as Brer Bunny and one as whichever other animal. Mm -hmm. And then they're talking about their maths, aren't they? And they're, they're having a look and they're working out together. Mm. And then you can take that activity up into year one and year two, always using concrete objects to, to manipulate numbers first. 
uh, but then setting yeah. them some further problems. You know, what, what if, you know, Red Bunny went into carrot patches, each with 10 carrots in, and he took three from each of the patches? How much would that be? Yeah, how much would he be left with? Yeah, I don't feel like I often get subtraction into our maths discussions. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite proud of that. Red Bunny stealing things, theft as a means to teach subtraction. <laughs> it can be a whole week of maths lessons if you so oh, wish absolutely. it to be, so. And I think one of the ways you could maybe start to expand on that for um, your ages 7 to 11 is to you know have a look at things like the percentage and ratio of how much is being taken and think about what sort of percentage needs to be taken before the owner of the farm notices so how many of the vegetables or the produce or whatever it is can bunny get away with stealing sort of under the radar before um, it becomes noticeable you could start that as a, as a sort of good introduction i mean i don't teach key stage two so this may be completely incorrect but you could start mm. that with having quite literally 100 carrots or representation of carrots yeah. and yeah. actually get them to look at that and what happens if you take away seven percent and get them to be able to really visualize what that looks like yes yeah. using 100 carrots because, I mean, you can go to Tesco um, or any other supermarket and get 100 carrots. That would be great. Yeah, you start teaching percentage in year five. So this would be right. very much upper oh, okay. key stage two. Yeah. But I think... That stage is nine up, isn't it? Yeah. But I think having discussions like that, actually looking as Helen, you're saying about the hundredth, you know, looking at fractions and so on, because I think fractions we do before percentages. So you could look at yes. fractions. So if oh. you've got a hundred carrots, you know, and you've got seven, you know, so showing seven hundredths, et cetera. And what we do in year four is we do decimals, so fractions to decimals and so on. So actually you could begin to look at what that would look like as a decimal mm. before you move on to percentages. Yeah. God, you know what? I think it should be the other way around because I, I would have thought percentages, because they are literally um, points of a hundred, that would be a lot easier. So I don't know, maybe that's just the way my mind works. I think the reason we do it that way is because the children have done so much in the way of place value up until year four, that actually it does make sense that when you're looking at seven tenths, you then begin to look at that on your place value and where you actually seven tenths in. So it it does make sense. It does make (laughs) sense, I promise. Okay. Um, yeah. But I do I do still like the idea of maybe showing them a big picture of say a hundred thing. No, not like in, mm. in rows and columns where it's nice and structured, but just looking at like like a hundred dots randomly placed on a page and then showing them another one that's got like ninety-seven and just seeing whether they reckon the it's the same amount. Yeah. Um and, and just keep showing them again until they start to say, Oh no, there's definitely less there. And you, at that yeah. point you can yeah. say well, a difference. Yes. you could yeah, absolutely that means... do your greater than, less than symbols, your equals, yes, you know, you yeah. could do all of that. But it gives you then the chance to say, okay, if you only noticed it when, say, one tenth were missing, if you only sort of noticed it when um, there were 90 dots left, that means that Brer Bunny could technically get away with taking away nine items of fruit and veg without anybody noticing. So yes, as long as he takes less than a tenth, he should be okay. I like this. They're going to aid and abet Brer Bunny's theft by (laughs) telling him what he can get away with. So Brer Bunny, this is how you can get away with this. This is how you can keep, you can keep. (laughs) Toria doesn't look so. um, I'm going to be honest and say, this is not the way I'm going with my maths, you two. So I'm not. Is it not? No. 
you're, really you're not, not, you're not no. going to work out what percentage of carrots can be no, stolen I have before it's actually a problem. No, I actually have a different. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I always struggle with inspiration around is coordinates. Oh, when you're okay. teaching coordinates, okay. it can become a little dry, a little boring, etc. But actually, I was thinking about, you know, battleships. Yes, you could actually yes. do yes. it as find the carrots. So the children actually create. <laughs> I, don't, great I know. So the children create their own grid, and mm-hmm. so you've got like a vegetable patch. A vegetable patch. You can have carrots, cabbages, whatever you like, really. But I'm thinking carrots. Carrots are a good shape, aren't they? Because they're like the shape. length, yeah. like the battleships. Yeah. yeah. The children then can put in ten carrots, whatever, and they need to find each other's carrots. It's just something slightly different to do with coordinates. Yeah. Mm. And you could make it slightly more complicated for the ear groups as you move up by changing the grid, the size, how many axes you have, and so on. So there you go. Yeah. And, and changing the shape, yeah. both of those, definitely, because um, when you're talking about vegetables, you're having to dig, aren't you? So you could definitely get the Z-axis in there. How far down do they have to go as well as how far across? Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, we, we've talked about using battleships or battleship style activities. I can't remember which story it was that we were looking at. I think we have, and I was trying to remember which one. But uh, I remember when we were looking at that activity, we were also talking about um, having different shapes so obviously yes carrots are long and straight and in battleships you have something that is long and straight Mm -hmm. but if you have a different vegetable let's say a squash Mm -hmm. in order to say that you have completely dug it up you are not just going to have to go in a straight line you're also going to have to go sideways and this can be a great way of helping your young learners think about the relationships between coordinates that are not just going along a straight axis um, but maybe going a little bit diagonally as well or if you include the 3d aspect going up and down in in all sorts of directions so yeah definitely have a try with that one that'll be great fun definitely Okay, we've, we we actually ended up covering three good maths topics there, I think. We did. Subtraction coordinates and percentages slash fractions slash decimals. All in aid of stealing carrots. All in aid of stealing carrots. I think if you were to do one of these activities in the middle of the story, so you sort of pause the story in order to look at this, mm-hmm. you're aiding and abetting Brer Bunny right at the start of the story, then that still allows you to move on from that and explore the lessons <laughs> that he learns, you know, without sort of yes. finishing the story, seeing, letting your children think, ah, yes, okay, so we, we, we shouldn't steal, you know, we, we, we should be nice to each other. Oh, and by the way, we're now going to go and steal from each other in order to learn to steal 10% of the carrots <laughs> or 10% of the sweets because nobody will notice. Giving <laughs> <laughs> them some dubious life skills. You definitely definitely want to put this one in the middle of the tale. <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Br'er Bunny will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to hear your story, story soon! soon.